This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Jeff Petrikas of the uh, Journal Sentinel now joining us on the Schneider Orange Highline talking some Badgers. Jeff, how you been? Good, how are you? We're doing extremely well. I was reading your article last night, and you start to think about all the different things that went on this season for the Badger men's basketball team, going all the way back to the offseason in which Howard Moore and his family were involved in that tragic accident, and their strength and conditioning coach resigning, Kobe King leaving. I guess my question to you is you've seen a lot of basketball, a lot of coaching, and a lot of things go on. How in the hell did they get to the top spot in the Big Ten, man? A combination of factors. I mean, the addition of Micah Potter, who had to miss the first 10 games uh, was critical because he has given <clears throat> taken the load off Nate Reavers at times. Mostly they don't play together. Uh, they've been more effective, little tag team role. Uh, they did make some plays together against Indiana uh, when they clinched the title, but he's been critical. Um, and once Kobe King left, you had guys just whether it was determination or they were asked to, they, they stepped up and took on greater roles. I mean, during the winning streak, they've had six players. Their top six players have each led the team in scoring once. Um, their top six players in conference play are shooting about uh, anywhere from 33% to about 48% from three-point range. So you're seeing the offense that they envisioned in the offseason, which is completely different than what they had last year with Ethan Happ. They ran it through Happ. This year it's completely different. You have much, you have more consistent shooting. You have better free throw shooting. Um, it's been a solid defensive team, not great, but solid. But the offense has carried them, and and the coaching staff has done a tremendous job keeping everybody on track. Um, you know, from the beginning, from the Howard Moore situation to not having Potter to Kobe King leaving, everything uh, they've been able to deal with it. It's been quite impressive. I. Uh... I, I keep asking the national pundits about the Big Ten, and they keep saying it's one of the top one or two conferences in the country. And you don't have that, you know, you don't have Frank Kaminsky and Sam Decker. You know what I mean? You don't have that. So you, you talked a little bit about kind of the team effort. I mean, did it just take a while for all the dust to settle and Greg Gard to really become comfortable and those guys become comfortable with him and that system to really take hold? Well, basically, you had, they had to reset their rotation twice during the season. Uh, the first 10 games are without Potter. So remember, for, for example, just like, let's look back at what they had to overcome. You lost three seniors from last year, including App and Khalil Iverson. So you knew you were going to have guys in different roles at the beginning of this year. And they're hoping to have Potter. Well, they don't have Potter. So you, you go for the first 10 games with guys trying to get comfortable in new roles. They're 5-5. Five and five. They're struggling on offense. Then you get Potter, and you've got to reset your rotation to work him in. And you got to remember, he hadn't played for more than a year. so And plus he had to adapt to, to new defensive responsibilities. That was his biggest shortcoming early on. Okay, so you get Potter in, integrated in the system. Then in the middle of Big Ten play, Kobe King decides he's not staying here anymore. He wants to leave. 
So what do you have to do? You have to reset it again. So it's it's not it, it has not been a linear without interruption journey. You have to keep when you have to reset twice during a regular season. That's not easy to do, and they've handled it. And you saw once they got the pieces in place, they went um, you know they won their final eight games, and, and they for what for reasons I can't explain they they flourished after the departure of Kobe King. So it's a combination of players doing their jobs feeling comfortable it's you can tell by watching them on the court they enjoy playing together i mean there's there's no question about that and they've got versatility on offense i mean who do you shut down who do you target as the number one scoring threat when you when you scheme against wisconsin right now Mm -hmm. you have to target you know five or six guys right the uh the big 10 itself give give me a little breakdown of the big 10 because i think uh, obviously maryland on top uh, one of the teams that have been up there all season long michigan state uh, got hot at the right time and they were strong down the stretch ohio state started off hot they had some injuries they played a little bit better basketball down the stretch talk about the big 10 and the depth well there's no what i would label great team um this year i think there are several really good teams but Essentially, by the end of the season, there were 13 teams that would give you fits on any given night. And Nebraska, I wouldn't include Nebraska in that group just because their defense isn't really good and they suspended two of their key players at the end. So I would, but Northwestern's a better team now than they were early in the year and they're really young. So night after night, there are no games where you look at the opponent and say, um, we don't have to work hard to win this game, or, or if you know, don't worry if we're not sharp, it'll be a breeze anyway. It's just not the case. So I'm really curious to see whether that helps teams once they get into the NC Toy Tournament, which it's it's still all about matchups. But I'm curious to see how many Big Ten teams advance, and how many Big Ten teams get knocked out by other Big Ten teams, because it's going to be hard to to seed because you're going to probably have ten Big Ten teams in the field, I would guess. You know, no no fewer than nine. Yeah, I was going to say that you're going to have quite a few of them in the NCAA tournament. Do they begin to cannibalize one another? I I mean, obviously they're going to come from all over. I mean, everybody's going to be vying for the spot in which they get to play closest to home. Midwest, that's the preference, you know, that type of thing. And then you're going to probably have a couple of them that are going to go out west, and do they find uh, their way to other brackets uh, in which all of a sudden you're going to find, say, uh, two Final Four teams coming out of the Big Ten, but really only one's going to end up maybe back in the uh, championship. Or could you find yourself with two Big Ten teams squaring off against one another in a championship? You know what I mean? It's it's possible, you know, well, first of all, I'll be curious to see if, if one Big Ten team makes it to the Final Four. Because as I said, Maryland might have the most talent, just individual talent from top to bottom. Because um, Michigan State's got two really good players in Tillman and Cassius Winston, but after that, their younger guys are a little bit inconsistent, and they're not as physical and dominating on the glass as, they, as his better teams have been, as those better teams. Um, so I'm not sure how far they're going to go. Everyone just assumes that they're going to make a deep run in March. I, I wouldn't make that assumption. Um, but it, it'll be interesting because individually, you know, I haven't seen San Diego State play, but they're really good. Gonzaga's really good. Kansas is really good. So if you don't have a Big Ten team that if they don't make it to the Final Four, trust me, it's not because the league wasn't good, because the league has been ridiculously tough mm-hmm. night after night. I mean, I've I've been there all season. It's been a war. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you regarding the Big Ten itself, uh, you know, they always say you're only as good as the bottom. Now, Nebraska is two and eighteen in the conference. We know that, and they they're only seven and twenty four on the season. But you get rid of Northwestern and Nebraska, 
really 10 teams are solid. Minnesota is a good team. Uh, they just didn't run into some luck. They had a couple of bad games, but Minnesota is not a bad team. Indiana is still trying to find their way, but they're not a bad team. Same with Purdue. So is are those – now, I don't think that those teams specifically are going to end up making the tournament. Who knows? Before it's all said and done, I would assume Michigan on up will. But um, are those teams um, – first of all, they're going to have a good represent, representation in the NIT, I would assume, too, correct? Well, it you know, I'm, I'm, I have no idea how the, how the, how the NIT is going to pick. I, I just know that, you know, like I said, I would expect 10 Big Ten teams. But, you know, outside of that, is Northwestern going to make the NIT? Probably not. Nebraska going to make the NIT? Probably not. So if 10 Big Ten teams make it and you take those two, you're only looking at two, two other slots for mm-hmm. Big Ten teams in the NIT. So I, I wouldn't expect a lot of Big Ten teams in the NIT. No, but I think uh, when the mid-majors start bouncing teams out, then maybe you get uh, an extra extra team in. Maybe that ends up hurting well, my, the Big my Ten. My point is that if, if you have 10 Big Ten teams in the NC2A Correct. and you eliminate Northwestern and Nebraska, that leaves that, two other that, teams. Yeah, the there's NIT nobody else. Out. Right, right. No, I, that I completely agree with. I don't know what the representation is going to be, but my thing is is that if those if those mid-majors steal a couple of spots, maybe the Big Ten suffers a little bit because of it, correct? In the in the NC2A in the NCAA tournament, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, or you think they're think solid? That, you think a solid ten is going to the tournament? I think no fewer than nine. Like, if, I guess the the team that would be in in a little bit of a precarious situation, and that might be a stretch right now, would be Indiana. Okay, but I mean, they're they're still solid solidly in now. Now, if they go to the Big Ten tournament and lose to Nebraska, that's Right. Bad losses at this time of year are not good, so that could put them in a really difficult spot. Okay. If they win and then and win another game, they're going to be fine. Um, before I let you go, hey, I wanted to ask you, um, what is the thought or what is the feeling on campus? I mean, I know there was a dorm that had wanted Greg Gard fired, and now they're apologizing and such. Are people looking at Greg Gard going, okay, now we get it, we understand where you're at? Finally? I think... I mean, I can't speak to everyone on campus, and I can't speak to everyone on social media, but I think that most reasonable basketball people understood, even before this year, the guy could coach. I think what this season has done, it has turned people who were clamoring on social media for his head to realize, wow, that's a little bit premature, and I probably should shut the hell up. Because I thought he proved himself in fifteen sixteen when he took over for bowl, because that team was 7-5 and five and headed for probably missing the NC2A tournament when he changed the offense to suit the personnel, redid the rotation to include some guys who needed to help them, and they made it to the Sweet 16. They made it to the Sweet 16 the next year. And I'll add that even in 17-18, when they missed the tournament, I thought that was a good coaching job down the stretch because he held the team together along with his assistants, and they got better as the year went on. They were playing good basketball despite really severe personnel issues down the stretch. So I didn't need this to think he's a good coach, but I think some people did, and I think those people are finally convinced now that he can coach. Hey, real quick before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, what is there an Achilles heel to this team? Sure. It's not a great defensive team, um, but that might be and, – and a little bit of depth because, you know, even though they've been able to navigate without Kobe King, it's still he was your second-leading scorer overall, your top scorer in Big Ten play when he was there. And they would be a stronger team with another person. They're a little bit thin, but you know what? In tournament time, you generally shorten your rotation anyway. Great stuff, Jeff. Appreciate it as always, and we'll talk more down the road, okay? 
All right, take care, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. Jeff Petrika, so the Journal Sentinel, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been going to get done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.